Are you here? Well, if you are here, there are a few things I should say to you. First, it'll be welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour. Now, what else can I tell you, my friend? Let's see. I can tell you that our special guest is a bright-eyed, energetic, talented, and yes, beautiful singer and songwriter. I could tell you that. And of course, I'm referring to Taylor Lynn, the coal miner's granddaughter. Many of you know that Taylor Lynn is the granddaughter of country music icon Loretta Lynn. And I suppose I should tell you that this interview was recorded in beautiful Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Oh, 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 it was just a few minutes before Taylor took the stage with Trey Twitty. Now, Trey is the grandson of Conway Twitty. You see, they perform as Twitty and Lynn. Okay, so you should know that backstage means you've got to do the interview where you can, and that means on the fly. But side note, please subscribe to the Paul Leslie Hour on YouTube, and maybe even like us on Facebook. Hmm? It helps us in a lot of ways. Would you do that? Now, real quick, remember when we told you about Paul's new pup? Uh-huh. Just want to update you all. She was at the vet the other day and weighed in at 33 pounds, up from 26 just two months ago. A few of you asked, so there you go. Well, now it's time to start the show with Taylor Lynn. I think you're going to like this one. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting the authentic backstage experience. This is a terrible background. <laughs> I don't know how authentic it is. They stuck us in a room. You wanted quiet, so they stuck us in a... Looks like it's a break room, doesn't it? I take reasonably quiet any day. Okay, I hate <laughs> quiet. So, you better chit-chat. Okay. Well, we're here in Hilton Head Island. Mm -hmm. It's a very beautiful place. Yes. Uh, you're about to take the stage in just probably a couple hours now. Or an hour, actually. In about 45 minutes. In 45 right? minutes. Yeah. So, is performing a comfortable thing for you? I mean, it depends on what. Tonight, I'm not nervous. Um, my cousin's here, and so I know she's going to sing Coleman's Daughter with me. So, but it depends. You know, we're doing a show in Nashville on Saturday, and that is so scary and makes me so nervous. But so it just depends on what it is. What is it about Nashville that makes you nervous? Well, all my friends and family are there, and you want uh. them to think that you do a good job. Yeah. I I don't have that fear about people here. I feel like I do a good job. And so for people that have never seen us, I think, you know, they seem to like it. So, you know, you build that confidence over time. But with your friends and family, I mean, they've known me my whole life. So I just want them to think that I'm still doing a good job. Mm -hmm. A lot of singers have told me through the years that a small, really intimate audience can be more intimidating than a huge one. I don't, the number doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, it's who's in the audience, I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like a small, intimate audience. You know, I did a ton of big theaters with my grandmother, and now we're starting to do bigger theaters. And I think you can lose sort of the connection the bigger it gets. So I love the connection. I'm not a performer that doesn't feed off energy. There has to be a give and take there. Or I don't do well. Hmm. This just popped into my head. 
I did an interview with Ray Walker, the Jordan Airs mm -hmm. one time. Yes. And he, he was talking about your grandmother. Mm -hmm. And he said, I said, who is Loretta Lynn? And he said, if she had a nickel and only a nickel and you needed it, you've got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think of that? I mean, she gave us everything. I yeah. mean, she lived for everyone. She, she loved to sing and write songs, but I mean, she did that for her family and, and then for the fans, you know, it was never really for her. She was always a giver. Mm. I mean, even the last year of her life, I mean, it was always lessons of how to be giving and how to be kind. Important lessons. Yes. Now the, the show tonight in build as Twitty and Lynn. Yes. Trey Twitty. Yep. Conway's grandson. Mm -hmm. Yep. A very special show. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Can you tell us about the first time that you and Trey Twitty sang together? Yeah. Um, well, the first time I heard him sing was at the Loretta Lynn Ranch. Meemaw did a concert every year called Remembering Conway. And she would have um, Conway's family out to sing. And I heard Trey sing and I was like, God, he sounds so great on, on that. So I think it was like tight fit jeans or something. And so I asked him if he'd ever want to perform together. And he said, he, at first he said, no, he's like, I'm really, you know, into my photography right now. He wasn't singing as a job. He was doing more. <laughs> I have ADHD. So if you look over there, I'm going to have to look. Um, but we did our first show a few months later and it just, it was so easy. It was so fun. What are you looking at? I'm not looking at anything. <laughs> I think it's the curtain is blowing. Ah. <laughs> um, and we just had a great time. And then we went on a two week run to Canada and we were like, this is, we need to do this. And so we became a duo in 2018. Just give us a quick snapshot. What is Trey like? Um, Trey is really sweet. Uh, he respects his family so much. He, uh, he respects his grandfather's legacy. I mean, that's that's what he's out here doing. He's not out here to make a big bunch of money. He's out here to carry the flame for his grandfather. He wants him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He wants him to be remembered. You know, he wants him front and center in the world. You know, Johnny Cash has such a legacy. My grandmother, you know, Merle Haggard, all of them have this big legacy. And Conway had like 51 number ones, like, and he doesn't feel like he's mentioned enough. And so that is his like passion in life. But Trey's very quiet. Um, he's a great performer. He's a great storyteller, but he's not like on stage, he's performing and he's not right. like that backstage. He's very quiet and reserved and really likes to be alone a lot. Um, but he is a very good partner, a good friend. We trust each other completely. I mean, you know, we've walked through a lot. Our families have been together a long time. Um, so there's so much history there. It almost feels like we've always been family because we've had our families have been together for so long. Yeah. Well, when I think about the, the Loretta Lynn songbook and the uh, Conway Twitty songbook, mm -hmm. this is some of the best music America has ever known. And Amen, brother. You've recorded this music. You're performing it. Yes. What is it about this music? What because these songs they have just endured. Yeah, time. They um, were both huge fans of our grandparents. I mean, my grandmother, when I was a little girl, all I wanted to do was go on the road with her and sing her songs. When I 
toured with her on and off from the time I was 19 until she retired in 2000 and was that 17? I mean, and all I ever did was sing her songs and she'd say, Oh, Taylor, that girl's a fan of mine. She's your Meemaw's fan. I just, we love the music. I, I never get tired of singing it or hearing him sing Conway ever. Are there any rituals before you take the stage? I mean, for me, I try to hit my knees and turn the show over to God and, and just be a vessel of his light. And sometimes I forget to do that and I'm a mess. Um, Trey always warms up for a long time. I warm up by singing like Morgan Wade or something, but um, he does his warm up. But, you know, I just try to do a prayer right before I go out and, and bless the people and, and, you know, be a, a great light. Let us be a great light for Poppy and Meemaw. Does caffeine factor in? <laughs> All I do is drink caffeine. I mean, I literally only drink caffeine. All day. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. So, I. Oh, we don't have a lot of drinking in our bands or, you know, there's not, they're just, they're not those guys. Right. Um, but I drink enough caffeine for all of us. <laughs> I have to. Thank you for mentioning I had some. Well, I just, I just chugged down some caffeine myself. So. <laughs> I mean, I live off Red Bull and slams, which are Advocare kind of five hour energies and coffee. What's the best thing about what you do? Um, well, it's twofold, right? I'm, I'm been doing music my whole life and not everybody can have a job doing something that they love. That's art. And the fact that I get to make a living by doing this and support my family and my boys, you know, is a huge, huge things and, um, a huge thing. And I love the audience. I love being in front of people. I love playing with people. And, um, and then you get to carry on Meemaw's legacy and hopefully make her proud. I mean, carry on what your grandmother did in some ways. I mean, she handed it to me. And so being able to just continuously do that is insane. As far as songwriting goes, mm -hmm. of course, I'm sure Loretta Lynn has been an influence. Mm -hmm. But tell us about some of the songwriters that you have a lot of respect for. I love Lori McKenna. Um, Liz Rose, Lucinda Williams, Morgan Wade is really my new, like, I'm just obsessed with her music. Um, Lainey Wilson's cool. I love Miranda Lambert. Um, Shania Twain back in the day, you know, in the nineties, I loved her. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty long list. That's a good list. Some good stuff. Yeah. Do you find songwriting to be a therapeutic thing? It depends on, I mean, you know, in Nashville, for a while there, I was just chugging out songs because that's, I had a publishing deal and I had to. And so that was not therapeutic. It started feeling like a job. If we have a record coming up, which we do, um, I love taking my heartache and, and writing it. I'm not a happy writer. If I'm happy, I'm not a great songwriter. I have to write about misery almost. I don't know. So, yeah, I guess so. When you first sang at the Grand Ole Opry, mm -hmm. what was that moment like? What was the experience? What was going through your head when you first started? Well, song? I mean, Elizabeth Cook, she was sitting on the side of the stage with me. And, and I said, oh, my gosh, I, I'm so nervous. I don't even know if I can walk out there. Like, I'm trembling. 
you know, you grow up your whole life and you watch Kawana's daughter and you see her, the grand old Opry, it's a grand old Opry, do. I mean, like, you see her getting out of the car and seeing the Ryman, you know, which was the grand old Opry at the time. And so it's, you know, you live your whole life up to this point. And then it's like, oh my gosh, it's here. It's her 90th birthday. You know, she's at home watching. She helped dress me. My God, let me do a good job. Like, please let me do a good job. And then I got out there and it was just, I'm at the Grand Ole Opry. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Meemaw. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. I love you. I love you. So I think you're full of gratitude and disbelief and and just an honor and respect. You know, Meemaw always respected the Grand Ole Opry so much. And so I had, I have nothing but the most respect for the Opry. What's the best thing about being Taylor Lynn? I love being a mama. I love my babies. You know, I think that's, you know, being able to be a mother to two wild children um, and being sober. You know, those are, well, without the that, I mean, being a mom. I always like to end my interviews. This is like just, an ocean of a question, mm -hmm. totally open-ended. Okay. For anyone who's tuned in, they could be a music fan, a songwriter themselves, maybe. Mm -hmm. What would you say to anybody out there? I want to look at the camera. Oh, okay. you can. Is that what you want? Okay. <laughs> I'll let you, that'll be you, okay. your call. What would you say to anyone who's tuned in with us? That is an open-ended ocean of a question. It could go anywhere. Oh, I mean, what's your audience? Could be anybody. Could be anybody. Oh, my gosh. Well, I was a, you know, I'll start with, you know, I come from a child abuse home. I was abused as a child. And tell somebody, you know, if you're a child or a woman in a physically abusive relationship or you have a mama or daddy that's hurting you, tell somebody. I think. That's what's coming to my mind first. Um, I was always afraid that there was no way out. And there is. Tell somebody. Tell someone trusted. Tell your school. Tell everybody. Actually, tell everybody. Um, you know, then from somebody that was a low-bottom drunk and drug addict, there's a way out of that, too. You know, I think I lived a long time feeling trapped and, like, there was no escape for me, either as a little girl or as a woman who was, you know, locked in chains either by an abusive person or by drugs and alcohol. And tell everybody, you know, secrets keep us sick. Shame keeps us locked in. Tell everybody, you know, release yourself. Like, there is help out there. I was 82 pounds when I got sober. There is help. If I can do it, I promise you, you can do it. Um don't compare yourself to anybody. You know, there's, they're already taken. Like, just be you, whatever that is for you. Embrace that and shine bright and be fully you. And always try to be kind. I mean, you know, our code is, or should be love and tolerance. Try to be tolerant of people that you don't agree with. Try to love them. It's better to understand, as St. Francis would say, it's better to understand than to be understood. And sometimes that's hard. And when you mess up, forgive yourself. 
that was your ocean of a, I don't know where that came from, but that's kind of what I'm feeling. You, you did it. Though. Yeah, I did it. So anybody out there, they can check out taylalynn.com. Also, twittyandlynn.com. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much. You said 45 minutes or something. I said 30 minutes. It was less. It was, yeah, but then I heard 20. You it's been more? plenty of time. You got another question? I got more questions. Give me two more questions. Two more questions. Okay. We put all these labels on you. We said singer. Yeah. Songwriter, recording artist. Uh -huh. Then you added mom in there. Mm -hmm. How would you define the woman before us? Well, I don't know how to box myself up. Oh my gosh, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, daughter, child of God, um, Christian, wife, ADHD, <laughs> you know, like, I feel like I have a thousand labels, not just one. I mean, I think it's a million, you know, colorful and wild and, and calm and introverted, but extroverted. I mean, I think it's a reader. I love to read. Hmm? Actress, comedian emotional crazy so you said there's a record coming out yes when? um it should be out like in june june or july we just recorded we wrote the songs for it we've got some of loretta and conway's on there it should be out like june or july i'm going in next week to finish some of my vocals so it shouldn't be too long so we'll have that to look forward to yeah that's great mm -hmm. well you well, want more questions you. I don't know. You got a lot of stuff written down in there. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I think we can find out a lot about a person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. By what their all-time favorite meal is. Well, it's got to be to, it's a, I'm going to say what I'll, I'm going to say. I'm not going to name just one, but it's all my granny's cooking. So it's like country ham and homemade biscuits on Christmas morning, like that mm. spread with eggs and hash browns and all that. Like, that's my, the homemade biscuits and country ham. It's just like home to me. Um, also her fried chicken and mashed potatoes is like, that's something too. So, but like if it's, I can't get that anymore. So it's pizza. Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> pizza. Yeah. I love pizza and like waffle house sausage and eggs and hash brown. Would you say when they, when you, do, when you're doing the Twitty and Lynn show, mm -hmm. is there a particular song that you notice the audience especially resonates with? Well, it's not that they resonate, but people love Coal Miner's Daughter. I right. mean, I don't know if they resonate or they just know that one so well. Um, for Trey, that's my job. Mm. You know, I see a lot of people just lose it over that. I mean, that brings the tears. But also, Hello Darling just brings the ladies to their knees. So, I mean, I don't know. Same with, like, maybe Fist City. You know, you see women getting fired up. Mm -hmm. You see them, you know, feeling sexy. You see them getting fired up. You see them feeling, like, home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of these songs, I mean, I thought you named two songs there. That's my job. Before that, Coal Miner's Daughter. Uh, that In the last month have brought tears to my eyes. Mm. There's no genre of music that has made me cry. Yeah. And there's something powerful and, and refreshing about, about crying. I cry all the time. If music doesn't bring tears to my eyes, I don't want to listen to it. Yeah. And it's hard to find that. Some really good music that moves you. Yeah. 
I find it even when I'm happy, even when I'm in an upbeat mood, mm-hmm. a sad song resonates more. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I can only write misery songs. <laughs> I, I cannot write about I've tried so hard to write happy songs. I just, I'm such a happy person in sunshine and light, and I love my life, and joy, joy, joy. But, like, to sit down and write about it, I'm like, this is so corny. I am not going to write about sunshine and joy. Like, I'll leave that to <laughs> Mr. Rogers or whatever. I had somebody tell me one time they said that they thought happy songs suck. Yeah, I don't listen to a lot of happy <laughs> songs. I really don't. I probably should. Then I'd be more inspired to write them. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure. That's it. Thank y'all. Thank Paul. Nice to see you. God bless you. God bless you. Do you like God? I love God. That's wonderful. We both made it through Lent. <laughs> barely. Oh, it was tough. Like, barely. You know, the Paul Leslie Hour is made possible by people like you. Listeners, viewers, please go to thepaulleslie.com slash support, and you'll know what to do when you're there. Thank you. Thank you, everyone who contributes. Performance of The Entertainer intro song by John Primerano. And of course, this is your announcer speaking. See you next time on The Paul Leslie Hour.